What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 541st episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I feel like I'm losing my voice recording so many podcasts. Uh, I'm your host, Steve. Uh, with me today is Bev. Hello. Glad to be here. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Uh, and then we also have Bob here, first time on. Excited to be here. So, welcome. Uh, well, welcome to your own podcast, Steve. But welcome to your podcast, Steve. Happy to be here. No one's ever welcomed me. <laughs> See, I did it for you. I did it for you. So, we're recording this a little bit early uh, because it is a holiday weekend and I am also traveling. So, uh, I think fingers crossed that there will be no Pokemon news this weekend. I mean, except for the Eevee stuff, uh, the Eevee raids, but that was already announced. Um, I don't think we're going to get a patch or anything. I mean, it'd be very cool if we got a patch. That would actually be great. But uh, if this comes out on Monday and and you're like, why didn't you cover this? It's because we're recording on a Wednesday night. So that's the plan here. Uh, and we're just going to go through this uh, and and kind of just get through the news. Um, and we'll we'll go from there. So we'll start with the... Oh, sorry. Before we jump into things, you're probably listening to this being like, oh, what if there's spoilers for the episode? There will be no Scarlet and Violet spoilers. Uh, anything that was in trailers, like um, Belly Bolt, obviously that's fair game. Mela, fair game. But, you know, don't worry about spoiling gym leaders or Elite Four or whatever else happens. We're saving that for the mini episodes. So if you want Scarlet and Violet stuff, the mini episodes, there should be two mini episodes already up in your podcast app. Two more coming later this week. And then eventually we'll normalize that get that into the rather other episodes we just want people to be able to still listen to their monday episodes still get their pokemon news not stress about like ah, i don't i'm not that far i haven't got the game yet so <laughs> this is we're going going through the pokemon news so we'll kick off with uh papa niantic here pokemon go be the star of the astral eclipse event uh which is Starting on Wednesday, November 23rd. So it should be up and then uh, goes until Monday, November 28th. You'll be able to evolve Solgaleo uh, and Lunala based off of uh, Cosmog at or Cosmog into Cosmoam at night and then Cosmog into Cosmoam during the day for Solgaleo. There will be a special research. They're reminding everyone very last minute that there is a Ultra Beast Arrival Global on Sunday, November 27th from 11.5. That should have already happened. Hopefully that was fun. It was fun. It was so great. I'm sure it was a delightful. Amazing. Amazing time for all. <laughs> really loved it. <laughs> and then uh, there will be spawns happening. Uh, Lunatone, Solrock, Muna, uh, all that stuff. More importantly, besides the avatar items they're having how how are you guys feeling about pokemon go recently we can start with bob you know one of the things i really liked about the alola generation have been the ultra beasts i i feel like people just never really clicked with them but i will say the promotion that pokemon go have been doing recently with all the ultra beasts have been fantastic like on twitter and tiktok i've been seeing all these ar videos of people in like japan getting attacked by ultra beasts and i love that but not people getting attacked by ultra beasts but i love the content so the fact that we are getting more ultra beasts loved in pokemon go actually got me excited to play pokemon go again there's a bit of a lull uh, especially from like the summertime with go fest and then it kind of dipped a little bit but as soon as i got Famosa coming into the game and then Buzzwall coming into the game. Uh, I've just been super excited just to hop in some raids, open up the app, 
spit a few Poke Stops, catch a few Pokemon here and there. So I think I like these little events, but I think the promotional that they've been doing really sold it for me. So I'm just excited for what's coming up uh, in the next few months with this. Mm-hmm. Bev, I think the first time we met was Pokemon Go Fest in Chicago. Is that? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, that sounds about right. That or Paxed. I might have been Pax yes. East. Pax or yeah, like uh, like the second Go Fest maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't think I, I felt like went you to the came out with one. a whole bunch of East people crew, oh, yeah. like the East the East Coast crew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I-, I didn't go to the first. I think Pax that you went to. So how many packs East have you gone to? Is it two or three? Uh, let's see. I went to the one right before COVID destroyed the world. And then oh. I went to the one after COVID was done. But that's not true still. But, you know, I went to that one. And then I think <laughs> I think four. Okay. Then I, I think, think I was I, there for I the went... snowstorm one, too. Okay. I was also there when you weren't there. <laughs> when you were supposed to be there. Then... <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, correct. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That, was, so, yeah. that was when I booked the wrong month. But the right days, just the wrong month. That's, that's all that Nick. matters, the right days. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I haven't really, like, I, I kind of fell off Pokemon Go, like, right at the start of pandemic, and it's been a bit of a struggle for me to get back into it. Although, like Bob said, I love the Ultra Beasts. I feel like they're also, like, a very underappreciated, um, like, Pokemon from from uh, Sun and Moon. And I also just love Solgaleo and Luna, Lulu, I can't, Lunala. Um, so I would be very <laughs> excited to get that <laughs> into uh, into my Pokedex uh, entry or whatever uh, Pokedex so I can complete that. <laughs> Not that I'm doing such a great job of completing them. I think the new season is starting soon, although let me... This Ultra Beast thing is really weird because, uh, again, we're recording before. I'm going to the Ultra Beast thing in L.A. And I'm just curious just how that's actually going to go because it's uh, a holiday weekend, but also a free event. I think they could have gotten away with paying for it. Like, I feel like I, I had somebody, I had Steven from our Slack. He came, he came into the Slack, uh, he came to my Twitch and he was like, hey, should I? go to this i love pokemon go it's like a six six hour drive and i was like what if you get there and like they're full because it's first Mm -hmm. come first serve okay and like what if you leave at 8 a.m you get in at like you know 2 p.m and it again lying around the block and they're cutting people off like i almost feel like if the ticket was just 20 dollars, that's a lot but at least you're securing your place Mm -hmm. so you know that and and it's la right like like Five miles in LA is like seventeen hours because of traffic. Yep. So like, <laughs> yeah. So there's like no guarantee that he yeah, actually I, get there on time. <laughs> right. So I was like, ah, if I were you, I probably would not head out because you have no guaranteed spot. Um, but well, I guess we'll see. Uh, I, I I've always liked Niantic's real world events and stuff, but again, LA holiday weekend. I don't know if. They said limited capacity. I don't know if that's a thousand people or ten thousand people or I have no clue, but Well, I feel like people usually leave cities like for holidays, so it could be less crowded than usual, but I'm just guesstimating there. And unlike Bob, I like Ultra Beast attacking people, so you know, if that's like a feature, <laughs> that would be cool to watch. <laughs> that would be cool. But I would say I think I think Niantic should not be afraid to do more of these premium events. Like I think People would be willing to spend 
$10, maybe 15, possibly. We've seen it with GoFest. I think if you make this a premium event during a, you know, during a weekend where most people may not be available because they're with families and listening to their family members uh, uh, talk a lot, um, this would be a great opportunity for them to leave the house and, you know, catch some Pokemon. I mean, LA is just, it's it's busy no matter when you go. Mm -hmm. You have traffic, you have LAX, and even if you're trying to leave on a Sunday, like, I would be upset, to your point, Steve, I would be upset if I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to drive four or five hours fly even to this event and realize oh sorry you're out of luck you have to play now on the streets of la you can't come in here it's like oh well mm -hmm. that's fun um so i i like the idea of doing more premium events to guarantee a spot but we'll see you know, we'll see how it goes or even do like a hybrid thing like what if they did like first hundred people uh guaranteed spots if you pay ten dollars and the rest is free because then at least like if you get into that spot, you'll you'll know that it's worth the six hour drive because you definitely have, you're definitely gonna make yeah. it. <laughs> I think there's also a good way to like check demand of yeah. like how many tickets are we selling. I mean, I I believe they told me that this is a two hour event. I think it starts at six or seven and it goes till eight or nine. And again, they didn't they didn't say what the venue c capacity was, but you know, a, uh, an eight hour event like um, uh, a safari zone, maybe those are like six hours. Uh, that's like a $25 experience. So yeah, I, I again, I think I, 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 I hate to be the one that's like advocating for Niantic to ch like charge money for event because I do think a lot of the game should be free, but in a situation where you may be traveling and not know if you get a ticket or not, I think in that situation, I would rather spend the $10 to know I have a seat than to like show up and wait in line all day. I've waited in lines as a teenager for concerts and and other stuff. It's it's never worth it. <laughs> it's it's not. But but what Beth just said is as creating that hybrid experience. Like yes, you can make the event available to anyone who can. You're just adding another layer to the experience. Saying hey, you know what? It's free for everybody. No matter where you are, you can get the same exact rewards possibly or the same experience. But we have this other layer. It's, it's, it's almost like a you know a tier menu. Uh, I feel like you can go to the next level and say, "Hey, for X amount of dollars, come see us. We'll give you X, Y, and Z on top of it." So it's not like you're really missing out on what the event is offering. You're just having the opportunity to get a different experience because you are actually paying for it and you guaranteed the spot. But no, I, I definitely, I definitely understand what you're saying. And yeah, winning in lines is, is so overrated. Um, <laughs> I, I've been to two concerts in my life. I'm never doing it again. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I don't know. I spent a lot of summers in Disney World, so I'm just very used to lines at this point. <laughs> so I, I would do it. I don't know about driving six hours to wait in a line, but I would definitely do it. <laughs> Some other mobile news here is, well, actually, let's skip that. Speaking of selling out, uh, the Squishmallows sold out. Um, I'm not sure if either of you are Squishmallow fans. I talked about last week how... Uh, well, I don't know if you can see in the YouTube video, it might be cut off, but Pokemon sent me a Squishmallow. Um, Bobby was right. He predicted they were going to be 30 bucks, probably because he's a secret Squishmallow collector, I would imagine. Um, <laughs> he owns stock in it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> they did end up being 30, uh, and they sold out pretty much instantly. Like, I think the tweet went up, and then if you didn't, if you didn't click that tweet within 15, 20 minutes, they were, they were gone. I was at work, Steve, and I couldn't get my Squishmallow because I am I am working in an office, and I'm like, oh, I saw the tweet like 30 <laughs> minutes too late, and they was sold out, and I felt dead inside. I Beth, you got, you, I know you got a secret Squishmallow collection behind you, don't you? 
I well not behind me, but I do. I actually bought a palico. I think this past <laughs> week in or last week in Target, and I was very very excited to find it. And I have a couple like uh, Mario shells of of Squishmallows. And one red panda fox. So I'm starting to form a little collection. And I wasn't initially, uh, I think, intrigued by these. But then I looked at Gengar and saw that it has like a little dragon back. And now I want it. <laughs> I had no idea they have, they have a Mario Squishmallow. Oh, do they? Or a Mario show? Is this like the new Funko? Have we moved on from Funko? We're just in Squishmallow now? <laughs> All these brands. I have one like like generic dragon uh, Squishmallow that I got from Target as well. It's on our bed and it's just, it's so comfortable to hold. Like it's so soft and I rest my mm-hmm. head on it. So as soon as I saw Pikachu and Gengar, I, I think Gengar sold out first actually because, you know, I think the Gengar, the Gengar one looks amazing. Yeah. I think I would love to get that if it gets back in stock, but I can't wait to wait for the second wave to come through so I can pick one up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have like the little, uh, like one up, uh, one up marshmallow. <laughs> Or mushroom, sorry, mushroom. <laughs> Squish marsh room. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I, I would yeah. imagine they would do a wave two or wave three just based yeah. on, uh, do, uh, like, they do the hate money. Like, I feel like it's so easy to move these. Uh, they moved them very quickly. Uh, before, what do we have for time here? Um, okay. I don't know if either of you play Pokemon Masters, but there is a new event happening called the Three Eevee Tales. Eevee is popular, so uh, this event is a special Eevee Day celebration. Actually, I'm lining up with the Scarlet and Violet stuff. Um, Eevee Day celebration that will allow players to get special sync pairs featuring Eevee evolutions and earn items to power them up. It also introduced the sync pairs for Lucas and Flareon, Chris and Jolteon, and Lyra and Vaporeon. Um, so... And then we have the Scarlet and Violet Eevee raid weekend, which I'm sure is just going to be a bunch of Eevees and uh, randomized stereotypes would be my guess. Yeah, I picked it back up recently. Are you liking it? It's, it's, I think it's kind of like. The heavy sigh. (laughs) (laughs) I just get overwhelmed. Like, I, I like the idea of it. I, I enjoyed very much playing in the early stages, but like having 20 different events going on at the same time, like I only have so much, so much stamina and I only pick up this game maybe like once a day and I have to pick which event I want to do, but the completionist in me wants to do them all. And then I get like really sucked into like, oh, I need to like do meta and like get really good at uh, like mm-hmm. upgrading and getting all the right sync pairs. And then I, then I get burnt out and then I stop. <laughs> This is my cycle with yeah. with masters. <laughs> yeah, I I go in waves because when events like these drop, I usually just open up the app for a couple of days, get some free gems, see if I got gems from the game itself, and you know I do a few pulls because I really for this game I I just like pulling just characters I like. So if I know I like, hey, I know this character is coming to um, uh, masters. I just want it for my collection. I mean, and then for battling, I just an auto battling just to get through some of the stories, but. I feel like uh, the last time I checked the game was when they rolled out the um, the, the friendship uh, ability, so you can like oh you know, the talk dating to simulator. The, the day- <laughs> I think I'm trying to um, uh, get become good friends with uh, I think Cynthia, I believe. But other than that, it's just that I, I fail. I fail at making friends, Steve. I, I'm not making good friends in this game, so yeah, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> it, it, it's definitely it a good a game. Goal. 
It is a, it's a good goal, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have this in the notes, but if, you know, to the three people out there playing uh, Pokemon Cafe Mix, uh, there's an event there. Unfortunately, not an Eevee event. It is a uh, Farfetch'd event, so maybe Bobby will get into uh, Pokemon Cafe Mix. This event will be adding Farfetch, which is earned by, uh, which is obtained by earning um, points with members in your team. That event runs until November 28th. Uh, oh, I lied. They are also adding a special costume in the delivery feature, which is a festive Sylveon. So there you go. They're still they're still Ooh. hitting their uh, their EV quota like the other games are. They, they have to hit it because yeah. um, you know EV. I, I heard it's pretty popular. So. <laughs> Three games spread it out. I'm sure they'll hit some audience there. So I have confidence in Pokemon. Yeah. I obviously when the episode goes up, the the Eevee raid weekend will be over. Uh I'm curious though, before we we jump to break, if you guys enjoy the Terra raids themselves just as a whole. Obviously, there's a lot of different Pokemon. It's gonna be Eevee this weekend or this past weekend. I don't know if you guys have t- tried those at all, or if you did a lot of raids in Sword and Shield, and maybe you like Sword and Shield better, maybe you like Dynamax Adventure better, I don't know, maybe you like the Pogo raids better, um, I don't know, where, you, where do you guys stand on that? I'm laughing because, oh, first of all, I, I love the new Terror raids in Scarlet and Violet. I think they are definitely an uh, improvement over Sword and Shield. By that, I mean... It's real time. Like when they advertised when we first saw the trailers, it's like, oh yeah, in real time, you're having your commands, you can heal, you can do all these actions, and that's what it is. And I there were times where I did like my input for my attack, and I was still in the sword and shield mindset where I just sat back for like five minutes and I realized, oh my god, I'm almost I'm almost dead here. <laughs> I forgot to put another move in because I forgot it's real time. So it really goes much faster, and I've been liking just uh, doing those because they are snappier. You get through a lot more quickly. I'm curious to know, and I, I know the game just came out, but I wonder in the future if they're going to like expand upon it where you have like a den-like environment where we had Dynamax Adventures. I know that that's probably like way out in the future, but for now, I've been pretty happy with Terror Raids, and they've been lots of fun. Yeah, I've been really enjoying the Terror Raids. They're so much better, in my opinion, than the Sword and Shield ones. Sword and Shield was just such... It was just a struggle to get through, especially during the raid event... Or the the different... Yeah, the different raid events. Like, oh, I have to go hunt like, for Milsuri now and like take 20 minutes to like do five raids. <laughs> um, so yeah. I, I'm definitely enjoying the new aspect of it. And it just... Yeah, it definitely feels a lot more interactive. And it, it almost feels like the Pokemon Go raid where like you're all kind of doing it together at the same time. Like, But it's better in that we're not just... like viciously tapping our phones <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly uh-huh. and i like because it's not just offensive you worry about like you can actually have someone on your team you can say hey your goal is to heal us your goal is to give us that boost mm-hmm. so you you can actually go into these with more strategy like actually have a team together and strategize saying hey this is a five six star raid where make it swamp we may die a lot because you get you get penalized if you if you faint in these raids, mm-hmm. like you'll lose time on your clock. So I think if you have one person who's like focusing on healing and giving you that boost, I think it has more strategy and more uh, involvement to, to to what you said, Bev. Instead of just tapping the screen, the tapping the screen at the screen, get my boosted move. But now you actually have to say, okay, maybe instead of attacking, I'll be more defensive and heal my uh, colleagues uh, within the battle. Yeah, I'm curious if they uh, underestimated 
the popularity of raids or just how hard trainers will go into raids because um like what a five star raid ended up being what like level 65 or something uh and mm-hmm. i don't think there was really besides like the me too or the zero aura and maybe like some of the urshifu raids like there wasn't really a huge challenge at a certain point in those games obviously like maybe when you start playing and you don't have strong pokemon um i don't know if you guys have tried a five star in this one uh, but they're like closer to like level 75 and a six star is like closer to like 85 with, you know, they, they said that when Charizard comes, it would be like level 100. So seven star raids <sighs> should be level 100. But like I even struggled with four star raids and and I did a five star raid for a new Pokemon and I was I was maybe level 30 or I was maybe level 40. So and everyone else was the appropriate level because they were like, oh, well, hard carry me. I was like, great, yeah, let's, let's get carried here. I'm, <laughs> no I'm, pressure. I'm, I'm here for it. I just want to catch it. No big deal. <laughs> and I did the, like, the defensive thing. I knew I was, I, like, it was obvious after attacking once. I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not doing damage. Like, this, <laughs> like I'm, I'll, I'll hit the cheer button. Like, don't worry, guys. I'll, I'll heal you. I'll, I'll boost your attacks. And it didn't, it didn't work. Like, I kept getting targeted. And uh, every time I died, the clock went down. And we we failed out, and it's it's funny and maybe it's just because the game is so new, but how difficult these can be versus what seemed like just a complete cakewalk with the the normal raids and sort and shit. Like it, again, I, I I feel like they they were like, oh, maybe our players do know what they're doing, and they <laughs> they just don't want to hit like the hydro pump button over and over again. I did a five star for the first time, I think, of, of, of last night, and it wiped us. I, I just sat there going, I'm just going to accept that I'm going to lose here because it still had, I think, half the health, and then it was maybe like 10 seconds left. So at that point, I'm like, just going in brute force is not going to work in a lot of these raids. So when we get those seven star raids coming with like Charizard, I. I don't know what the ideal level is going to be, but I feel like you really need to be on your A game here. And I actually like this because I, you know, I know over the years, you know, people are like, oh, you know, Pokemon games, you know, we, we, we need to have some difficulty or, and then, you know, we can, we can kind of argue and say, well, you make the game as difficult as you want because you can choose how you play the game. But this feature actually was the first time in a while where I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do this. Am I just dumb? Is my 25 plus basic Pokemon experience just down the drain? <laughs> well, I remember the like the Mewtwo raids were were some of you know when when I when I was doing raids with the community and you know we would do I don't know like a Gigantamax Lapras and you know people you'd have three people bring in like a Zashian or something and then one person would bring in like a Sinistee and it's like uh yeah, no big deal right we'll we'll, yeah. we'll still get it not that big of a deal they just want to flex their Sinistee cool whatever. <laughs> And then with the Mewtwo, you couldn't do that. When Mewtwo came out in Sword and Shield, you just couldn't do that. And it was like it was uh, like a puzzle to figure out. Okay, well, if I bring this Pokemon and you bring this Pokemon, should we be able to do it? I think the the secret to Mewtwo is if one person had like a Marshadow because of Marshadow's move, Spectral Thief, it made it significantly easier to do Mewtwo. And I don't. I I wonder if. That's like the Charizard thing. Like, mm-hmm. because I have this Pokemon with this Terra type, Charizard's going to be easier. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I'm, I'm curious as, as we 
go into week two of Scarlet and Violet if people are just going to figure out, like, these are the three best Pokemon for all raids, or or this is the best Terratype, or... I don't think that's going to be the case, but at a certain point in, in Sword and Shield, you could you could probably get away bringing Zashi into most things and be okay, unless it was like fire or something. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I kind of hope it doesn't get to the point where it's just the same three Pokemon, because it, it did get a little boring just to see like everyone bringing in a Zacian into this raid. Um, I I personally haven't gotten to the five star raids yet, but I did lose a three star raid today because I misjudged what typing my Pokemon was, and I just kept getting one shot. It's like, oh, this is this is this is great. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think I've ever lost a three star raid before in Sword and Shield. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I'm definitely seeing the difficulty factor has definitely increased. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh I think this is perfect perfect time to take a break. Uh when we get back from our break, we're gonna talk about uh some sales numbers because it seems like uh the games sold pretty well here. Um and also there were some awards and a uh Legends Ar- uh, Arceus won an award. And people are upset it won an award. But that's fine. That that's okay. Uh <laughs> they're mad it wasn't Xenoblade. That's that's the that's the too long didn't read there. Um so we will be Right back. Hey, hello, hi, Scarlet and Violet is this week, and this is also a great week to support us on Patreon. Hey, a Patreon ad in the middle of the episode. Hey, look, listen, before you skip forward, there's some changes. Want to talk to you real quick before we get back to the episode. Number one is now you do not have to wait to the start of the month to subscribe on Patreon. If you subscribe on the 20th of the month, you will get billed every 20th of every month going forward, which is great. This was a, a old archaic issue that happened with Patreon, where if you subscribed on like the 25th, you would get charged on the 25th, and you would get charged on the 1st, and then you would get charged on the 1st going forward. But now you can feel safe to subscribe at any point to our Patreon. Number two, we revamped the rewards. $5 tier is still going to get you access to our Slack, still going to get you our ad-free episodes, still going to get you those bonus episodes. The $10 tier now has a poster, limited time poster, uh, if you subscribe for three months at the $10 level. Also, the $10 level gets you access to our show notes, so you'll be able to see all the notes of who's going to be on the episode, what are we going to talk about. You can also add to that if you want to support the $10 level. You also get your name in the YouTube credits if you watch on YouTube. And then the $25 level has a year's worth of merchandise that you will be able to get if you subscribe at the $25 level every month. There are also, there are also other rewards in that tier, as well as a 50 and 100 if you want to support. It is a great way. I do this full-time. I make Pokemon content full-time. It's one of the best ways to support me and the show. Patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. Also, for the remainder of the month, for anyone who is subscribed this month on Patreon, you get an exclusive uh, wallpaper for your phone. You can download that. If you have a Samsung, iPhone, whatever, it will work. It is custom for you all to use on your phones in a personal use situation. But again, if you want to support the show, isc.cash. Uh, or patreon.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t again the best time to sign up as we gear up for scarlet and violet there will be more stuff coming throughout the rest of this month and next month and you get to support the show and we have over 500 people on our slack you can hang out with you can hang on the discord too whichever one you prefer but uh again ad free episodes bonus episodes 
physical rewards, patreon.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t. It'll be in the show notes. Easy to remember. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back from our break. Let's start off with NintendoLife.com, Pokemon Arceus, uh, Legends Arceus, uh, crowned Nintendo Game of the Year at the Golden Joystick Awards. Apparently, this is the 40th Golden Joystick Awards. <laughs> and they have the list, <laughs> list of games that won here. Uh, I'm not sure if this was like streamed or if this was just like a thing that they put out. But let's go through all the games because there's a lot of games <laughs> on here. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're looking for something for Black Friday or, uh, you know, Christmas. Uh, so the best storytelling went to Horizon Forbidden West. Best playing award, Genshin Impact. I still have not played that game. <laughs> best visual design, Elden Ring. Studio of the Year from Software. They make Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> best game expansion, Cuphead, The Delicious Last Course. Best early access launch, Slime Rancher 2. I felt like that game came out like 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> best indie game, Cult of the Lamb. I want to play that. Uh, best yeah. multiplayer game, Elden Ring. Best audio, Metal, Hellsinger. Best game trailer, Goat Simulator 3 <laughs> announcement trailer. I, that's an award. Um, Apparently. <laughs> best game community. I'm going to. It's not Pokemon. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV, uh, which they they got to win something every year. Best <laughs> gaming hardware, the Steam Deck, not to be confused mm. with the Stream Deck. Yes. Breakthrough Award, Vampire Survivors, uh, which I did buy that. It's like a $3 game. Haven't played it yet, though. Looks good. Critics' Choice, Elden Ring. Uh, best performer, Man and Gage from Mar- she, they play Marissa in Immortality. Unsure of that. Nintendo Game of the Year. There it is. Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, PC Game of the Year, Return to Monkey Island. PlayStation Game of the Year, Stray. Loved yes. it. it was a very yeah, good game. same. Love it. Xbox Game of the Year, Grounded. Most Wanted Game, Legends of Zelda, <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom. And then the ultimate game of the year uh, is Elden Ring. <laughs> so on there a lot. Uh, I believe the other games for Nintendo were Kirby in the Forgotten Land, um, Xenoblade, Splatoon 3, and then Pokemon. Let me see if mm. I, I feel like I'm missing a game there. Live a Live. Live a Live, yeah. Yeah. Nintendo Switch Sports, which did did the Switch have slim pickings this year? Apparently, it must have been a tough year for Nintendo. It looks uh-huh. like. <laughs> yeah, this game came out in January. Oh. Like it's, it feels forever that we've we've played oh. our kids. Yeah, January twenty eighth, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, something like that. Uh, so yeah, you know, the internet was mad. Uh, you know, Splatoon three players in shambles. Uh, you know, I've only heard good things about xenoblade but also mm. i don't that's like the the 40 people out there that bought xenoblade i don't i'm sure there's more i just i've just never been a xenoblade <laughs> fan same um it just yeah just i don't know it, it's never appealed to me kirby to be has never felt like a game of the year kind of game kirby's just always felt like this like yeah it's cute it's great comes out every 
two to three years. People like it. They put it but down this one, yeah, but I think this one that came out, and I will say that that was my first, this is true, my first Kirby game I ever played was that Forbidden Island game. And, it, you know, it felt really good. Like, it got, it had some nice twists to it. I felt like it was not a traditional Kirby game. Like, it had, like, the core of, like, the, like the, 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 um, the uh, charm behind it, I would say. But it felt really like a fun game to play. Like I finished it in a couple of days and I and I loved it. So that's what I heard about it. It's kind of like Legend of the, um, Breath of the Wild, where if it's the first like thing you've played, you're not going to want to play other Kirby games just because it's so good. <laughs> I also yep. haven't played Kirby <laughs> games, so I want to play that eventually. Highly recommend. I think you'll love it. I think we've talked about this exhaustively on the show. Legends is not a very pretty game. <laughs> Especially compared to some of the games on the list. I'm not a huge Splatoon person. I, full disclosure, Nintendo did send me a free copy of Splatoon 3. Looks great. Feels great. I just can't... Like, Splatoon's fine. I, I don't think it's a bad game by any means. I, I wish I liked it more. I just I just don't. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just don't think it's my type of game. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what they're... Uh, look, I'm not upset. Legends won. I think it's a great game. I think it's absolutely fantastic. I would recommend it to any Pokemon fan easily. I would recommend it to somebody who is just looking for a Switch game who may have dabbled in Pokemon, um, but I wouldn't sugarcoat that. It's not the prettiest Switch game. Um, the draw distance isn't super great, but I think the the gameplay loop that that game offers is fantastic. Um, also, I, I guess maybe I wouldn't. I wouldn't tell the the one main reason i wouldn't recommend it to somebody is if they said like man i love battling pokemon like this is <laughs> there ain't no there ain't no trainer battles in this game man you gotta love catching I, pokemon yeah i i actually still um and i had a co-worker of mine um was like hey i want to get a pokemon game for uh my son like his first pokemon game on the switch what do i get and immediately i said you get let's go like i still recommend let's go pikachu and let's go eevee as like the first pokemon game on the switch because if you want that traditional pokemon experience like you may have played before that's still a great game i think with Ar uh, arceus um what uh i liked about it and maybe it's probably criteria why one was that it tried something new with the formula or it kind of like took a step back and said hey you know what let's offer another type of pokemon experience to those who may not be into the whole like get the gym badges battle trainers because we know in this game like you said steve there's like six battles like you battle six people or one person five times but a lot of it's just you just catch pokemon it has that let's go feeling that you try to get people like with the let's go pikachu let's go eevee people playing pokemon go say hey you just like catching pokemon here's a game for you and i think that's why rcs i like it because it's just a different formula with the uh with the pokemon uh company yeah, and it took the same region and just gave it a whole new spin, which I which I really enjoyed. I hope they do this with a lot of some some of the other gens, some of the other regions. Uh, I would love to go back and and learn about either di like different lore, or meet new people, or meet like the, the the ancestors of people we already know, like Cynthia's great 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 great. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she has like five ancestors i think right yeah. every game going forward this is cynthia's aunt her grandma her grandma's yeah. grandma her father's second cousin exactly. twice removed we need more, more cynthia just family <laughs> yes just need to know her whole family the next game pokemon <laughs> legends cynthia's family tree coming soon um, 
I was gonna say like um, Pokemon, like the, the, the DNA test. Oh yeah, you're related to Cynthia somehow in these games because it goes back way far. Mm-hmm. I, I was gonna say they could do like the one uh, like time loop like gimmick where like you go back in time and it's like the same actor who's playing the same like they look exactly the same so we'll do that but with cynthia (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, i like it (laughs) yeah i mean uh i i obviously graphics are not the only thing that these games are judged on Uh, i i feel like with with all the conversations around um scarlet and violet and even around Legends Arceus, it's I, I I think totally fair to be like, hey, this game looks ugly, this game looks muddy, mm-hmm. hey, it's a little chunky. But there there are other things that go into the game. Uh, I think why going into the next article we're about to read, um, uh, why Pokemon games are are still sell well regardless of you know them looking bad recently, uh, is they have a great gameplay loop. And um, another thing not talked about is like they've They've been really knocking into the park with the music the last couple of games as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I first thing that comes to mind is Arceus is probably the ugliest game on this list <laughs> visually. I agree. 100% <laughs> agree. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what their criteria for, for judging here is, but um, I, I, I don't know. I don't I know Xenoblade is like a JRPG. I know you level up. I know you have a crew. I know you mm-hmm. battle giant monsters. I know people tout that that game looks very good um i know kirby's an action adventure game i know splatoon is your action shooter not really a shooter third person adventure shooter it, it is still a shooter um why um, I, I still don't know why nintendo switch sports was on here what a disappointing game <laughs> nintendo did played... not send that one to me for free i bought that one with my own money oh no <laughs> I played three games of bowling, and I think that's the extent of my Nintendo Switch Sports experience so far. <laughs> I have not tried it. I I want to because of the Wii Sports nostalgia, but I yeah, just from what I've heard, no, no. Thanks. Yeah, the nostalgia only lasted about a solid hour for me, and then I was like, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> yep. Uh, this article came out right before we started recording. Uh, this is off uh, Polygon.com. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet sell 10 million copies in spite of performance complaints. Well, I mean, other articles just said they sold 10 million copies, but let's, you know, let's not sugarcoat it. Uh, Nintendo said it was the highest global sale uh, sale level on uh, on any of the companies for a consoles in the first three days since launch. Um, Nintendo said Wednesday that Pokemon Scarlet and Violet sold more than 10 million copies within the first three days. The games were released November 18th and since have reached, quote, the highest global sales level for any software uh, on any Nintendo platform within the first three days. In spite of this uh, launch, there has been a number of serious performance and graphical issues that Polygon has listed. It's been a major record-breaking release for Nintendo with a huge with uh, surpassing a huge launch with Pokemon Sword and Shield. Trees could not hold that game behind. Uh, the, po- <laughs> the Pokemon Company's eighth generation games sold six million copies uh, over the launch weekend. They say weekend. I'm assuming they're comparing it to, again, the first three days, but mm-hmm. because Friday, Saturday, Sunday. With record breaking sales, however, the Pokemon Company seems to have one of its buggiest launches yet. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet uh, launched with Pokemon and NPC pop ins, frame rate issues. Uh, and character and Pokemon clipping through the world. So I, I I can't remember. 
I have remembered video games where like they'll do side by side comparisons and they'll they'll show like behind. I think maybe Cyberpunk was probably actually the last game where people were like, "This game is terribly broken." Here, but I can't remember a Nintendo game they've done that too. But yes, like Digital Foundry, IGN, they all had very intensive reviews of this game is running very poorly. Mm-hmm. I think it was at least in my circles, you know, being a content creator, uh, streaming the game, the weekend of Twitch. Uh, it's kind of all I heard. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> I bet. But at the same time, I can't stop playing it. Yep. But. It's good despite, <laughs> despite the bugs. And I did click on this link to watch all the videos and they're all hilarious. <laughs> oh, the bugs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My favorite was the last one with like the giant uh deli bird. <laughs> I think I think the bugs also um and you know and like we mentioned before it has bugs it has the glitches it has the frame rate issues. But I think the charm of the game is still there. Like I like I'm laughing a lot at seeing some of these bugs happen, but to see what you just said, I can't stop playing this game. I just still like love exploring Paldea. I love going in an open field, finding a, a bunch of Pokemon, battling them, catching them. I still think the um, character representation in this game is fantastic. Like you have, you know, different uh, backgrounds, different races, different body types. It, 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 it's absolutely great with what Game Freak did with that. Um, it's unfortunate that, yes, you have these issues popping up, but I think the charm of the game is still there. And I do believe this is fixable the question is when do you think we'll get this fixed do you think you know like will we get something coming out before christmas when a bunch of these people may get this as a as a gift possibly mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm i'm curious about that yeah i think there's like no doubt that the well i i, I think every game is rushed <laughs> i think every game has a deadline yeah. uh every game has to go out the door uh, i don't know if i've said this on the podcast i've talked a lot this week I've, I've streamed like 60 hours and i've recorded like five shows so i'm not sure where what i've said where um but you know i used to work at i used to work on websites before i moved into content creation and we would have the big boss who didn't understand how websites worked because he didn't go to school for that or learn that and he would oh, be yep. like i want this brand new website by december and i was like that's not enough time and he was like get it done i was like okay what else am I going to do? Just quit? I need the paycheck. <laughs> and he would be like, I want these eight things. And you'd have to be like, I, I, if you want this done, I can do six of these. It's like, I can't, I can't do all of them. And, you know, when you get closer to launch, you realize I, I, there's just me. There's just me and one other guy working on this website. We, you know, we probably could have got six of the eight done if you hired like two more people, uh, but you didn't. Now we can only get five of the things done. And, and at least in my situation, and I don't know if this re- again. I don't know if this is relatable to game development. They always wanted something new too. Like I remember we were launching a website a month before Black Friday, and they were like, I, "We want a rewards program." And I was like, "I've never implemented this. Like I got to teach myself how to do this. I got to install it. Like we're already building a new website from pretty much scratch because um, we move platforms." And I was like. This is not something you roll out a month before Black Friday, like in no way, like because if it breaks, you're just you're just destroying your own sales. Like no one's going to come to the website and try to shop if if. anyways, I don't think there has been a single website I ever launched in the six plus years I was doing that job that didn't feel like 
we got to get this out the door and yeah. and these four things are broken but we will fix them uh after the fact like they're not as broken as the the website will still work we just these ain't gonna be done in time and and it's no but, but you're exactly right so in, in my day job i'm a software developer and i understand soft like, like these it's it's easy to say i want this request but the work that is involved to get the request to what we call prod, to production, to live, for you to see it. It has to go through extensive training. We do automated testing. We do QA, you know, behind like a staging environment so people can see, hey, this is what it looks like if we push it live. Oh, we found another, we found three more bugs. Okay, now let's go back and fix that. So to your point, you're exactly right, is that the, the process is so meticulous because you may think a request is easy, get a website up, but there's so much stuff under that iceberg, like uh, underneath like, the surface of the water that goes on behind the scenes. And I feel like with, with this example with uh, Scarlet and Violet, I'm sure there was some stuff that was missed in QA. I'm sure that they wanted to get some features out or they added something in the last minute. They may have missed a checkbox on their Excel spreadsheet that says, hey, did you check for this? And maybe they didn't check it. So, and those mistakes do happen and you can go back and fix it. But I feel like, to set that expectation forward is that it does take time to roll out like releases. Like we, like my company launched a brand new website. It took over two and a half years. Now, now again, COVID didn't help, but at the same time, there was so many things we had to plan for ahead of time and do quality testing and bugs still pop up, but we, but we can address them faster because now we have a product that that's out there that's working. So yeah, I wish there was more time with this, but to your point, Steve, there's someone at the top saying, here's the date. Get it out. <laughs> See, the that's like the opposite of how it works in the government. You'll have like the political saying, we want this by the end of this week. And we're like, no, it's going to take two years. <laughs> and they have no say. And it's just going to take that long. And we're just going to push the date back. And they're just going to have to be happy with it. So maybe maybe Pokemon mm -hmm. needs to start acting like a government and being like, no, we're going to take as long as we need to because there's so much red tape and so many levels of review that needs to go to. <laughs> government Pikachu, I'm here for it. <laughs> and, and I'm not I'm not going to sit here and defend Game Freak or the yeah. Pokemon Company or Nintendo. Um, I understand what's what's happening. I think I think a lot of people do, especially if they listen to the show. The problem with delaying the game six months or which I think they should for the record or delay it somehow is Pokemon. Unlike other franchises run, they run on this huge machine. That is the anime. That is the TCG. That is their merchandise. And if you delay your game six months and your, your anime starts, your Paldea anime starts, that's weird because uh, no one's playing that game. Or if you're, if your Paldea cards are coming out three months before the game came out, that's also weird. Again, not trying to defend, but I think there is like an artificial deadline that they they worked themselves into. And maybe maybe there is like a boss up there being like, hey, mm -hmm. maybe can, can we get another month or two? And it's just, no, we can't because like we've worked ourselves into TCG sets every three months um, in the US every month in Japan. Anime starts here, ends here. We take like a month off for, for summer like there's just so many things happening and i don't know i don't know what the aftermath is like is the are they working on dlc people are saying yes uh the the original data miners are like yep there's there's all this foundation for dlc there's things in the game that hints for dlc 
the oh for the sake of clothing alone we can only hope that dlc will let us change the clothing if if the dlc was planned as fast as the isle of armor and crown tundra i don't think there's a single pokemon fan out there that wouldn't be like i'm okay waiting can we just mm-hmm. fix what we have here first because what you have here is there's something special here uh and i want to compl- continue playing this game for three years and right now it, it it can be tough i know some people they don't care about any of the issues totally cool respect that i as a day one destiny player i uh, powered through every day of that game and people were like there's too many issues i'm not playing destiny i and they a bunch of people came back for the taken king and i was like destiny was good the whole time but look it, i know I, it, it wasn't i understood but i loved that gameplay loop maybe i just like bad games <laughs> I think the real shocking thing, too, is like seeing Scarlet and Violet side by side against Ar- uh, Arceus and just yeah. how much better Arceus looks. It's it's really jarring that because yeah. we literally started the 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 started this episode being like, yeah, Arceus is likely, uh, but it looks so much better than Scarlet and Violet. That's not to say I, I, I think Scarlet and Violet has v- a couple moments of being very pretty. But uh, those moments are far and few between when you're strutting through the desert trying to, like, find a silicobra. I meant to ask you, what's your thoughts on the water? I I haven't heard you take on the water in this game yet. (laughs) It's okay. I like how they have a reflection now. That's pretty good. It's it's liquid. That's good. Yeah, it's moving. I think the the rocks have a more liquid quality than the than the water. Have you seen the rocks just kind of like wave in and out a little bit? I will say the the terror ray dens, uh, they're pretty looking. I think I think they did a good job with the um, the crystallization of the uh, terrestrializing crowns and the Pokemon himself. If you're in a ray den, it's really sparkly and it has that um, luxury feel coming off of it. And like to your point, Steve, yeah. Parts of these games, they look great. If you, if you at the right angle with the sun coming in during battle, you have that glare coming in, uh, the blue sky, the the the, the, the sweeping, the, the grass is sweeping. It looks really nice. But I'm glad you mentioned Ar- uh, Arceus because, and even I was just thinking about this the other day, and I may boot up um, Sword and Shield. I don't recall a lot of issues like this, even in Sword and Shield, like from the, from the get go. Yeah, there were some issues with frame rate stuff in like the wild area especially if you're online and people are you know coming in to join you but i didn't remember a lot of that even in that game i remember just the wild area being a huge slog the first mm-hmm. week or so of that mm-hmm. game and i want to re- i want to say that there was like something where like maybe they put out an update or i don't remember i mean i i probably talked about it at some point um but it felt like at like everyone complained about the wild area chugging and being slow that first two, maybe even three weeks. And then all of a sudden, maybe I, maybe we all just got so numb to it. But I felt like there was like a clicking point where it's like, oh, the wild area runs better all of a sudden. But maybe, again, maybe I'm just blinded by big Papa Pokemon uh, <laughs> in that sense. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I would definitely be okay with waiting until, you know, they get this done before we get DLC. Because it doesn't make any sense to add more to an already really glitchy thing and you know maybe that's their their you know their their fix is um with the whole like scheduling thing like 
they can introduce a new region within a region and then build an anime around the DLC. And, you know, they, I feel like there's, there's definitely things they can do to adjust that to, to lengthen the time between games, but I don't know. Even despite, despite all these glitches, like y'all have said, I, I've enjoyed it. Uh, the raid dens are beautiful. The roaming raid, the roaming Terra Pokemon is awful. Um, <laughs> when they terrestrialize <laughs> and it's a little sparkly grass, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I said this, you know, the first day I played the game, like it, it's it, the only reason it's hard for me to recommend this game is because I felt that people have been burned on Pokemon in one way or another, whether whether it's too easy, whether it's too linear, whether it's too glitchy, whether uh, the trees weren't good enough, what, whether it was the national decks. I felt like there have been a lot of players that have been burned on Pokemon one way or another. And if they're asking if this is the game they should come back to, that is hard for me to say yes to because I just don't want to see them burned again. When you get burned twice... Probably not going to give the game a third chance. So if if they were to do a big update and and patch falling through the ground, patch uh the 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 chugginess, patch the little weird pokeball that appears in the doorway that starts following you around like a ghost. Like I don't know if you've seen that. That one usually I've only happens. Like, yeah, that one that was weird. Um, <laughs> it would be easier to recommend because I do think the loop. The loop of the game itself is good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the one thing we haven't talked about, I think, on any of the episodes is that the co-op actually works and it works pretty well. Like, you would think that connecting with four other people in this huge open world that is already buggy and is already frame rating and is already pretty ugly. You would think that, like, oh, I'm going down from 15 frames to 10 frames because, like, four other people in my world. But surprisingly, that works incredibly well. Um, and having other people in your world is, like, it's a novelty. I don't know if it's going to be like must play it this way all the time, but that was also like it reminded me of of Destiny again of the novel. Like I would get from my nine to five job, I would get off work where I was making websites. I would sit down and within like an hour, Will would jump on and then somebody else would jump on and we would ride our sparrows through Destiny collecting materials because we enjoyed that gameplay loop and we enjoyed playing. And it wasn't like we didn't need to be together. Like there was really no benefit to like picking up items off the ground together, but it was still like that immersion of us in the same world. And I am shocked that the, the co-op doesn't destroy this game even more. So they, they they did something right there. Um, What I said uh, last week, what I played in New York Mm -hmm. for an hour ran super smooth i thought it looked better than legends but now now that i'm seeing these side by side i'm like second guess i like i feel like the pokemon company is gaslighting me into like did i actually play something that great in new york uh was it actually a different game um but yeah like i hope they i think everyone hopes they 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 mm-hmm. fix this in some capacity i mean they sold 10 million copies uh so uh, this, i would say like you know it's like bad pr is good pr like people posting all these glitches and stuff it's just i i feel like yes it's getting more buzz to the game but to your point steve it's like now the question is like like, like the the real question is do you recommend this game and you know and I, I i'm at the same point where you are i go it's a fun game if you're a pokemon fan you played every single pokemon game and you know 
you enjoy Pokemon for what it is and you can look past those issues, I'm sure you'll find a nice thing in this game to enjoy. But if you're someone, because with this game, but the whole way they have those three storylines split out is they're trying to say, hey, if you are new to the game, we have, you know, this the the, the gym battle. We have a, or if you want the gym battle uh, line because you like traditional games, you can do this. Or if you want something different, you can do Titans or you can do a Team Star route. And I think if you're coming to this game not playing Pokemon in a while, it's very difficult to recommend. Like, I might just say, again, go play Arceus. Go play Let's Go. I mean, those are really solid. Honestly, go play Sword and Shield also, because those are solid games. It's just something about this game in the initial weekend, it just felt unfinished. And I just, and to your point, I hope that, you know, someone is working on some patch before you know, the end of the year before we even think about that, like Bev said, before we even think about DLC, take care of the problems first, polish that up, make us enjoy it, and then give us the new icing on the cake later on in the next two to three year or more lifespan uh, of the game. I feel like I'm going to play devil's advocate and say, if you are burnt out from Pokemon games, maybe this is the game to try because it's not your same formulaic <laughs> thing that's True. been going on that, for 25 years. Yeah. So if like the the thing that you enjoy is catching Pokemon and collecting them, then this is it because you don't have to do the gyms. You don't have to get stuck in, in, in routes and not wanting to battle trainers and trying to figure out how to sneak past them. Uh, so yeah, maybe there's a little bit more flexibility with, with how you want to play this game. So maybe, maybe that's what brings them back. I don't know. We did report on um, that this game was was getting a lot of pre-orders. Like that, it was it was reported that like we have more pre-orders for this game than we did for Sword and Shield. And I'd I'd be curious of like how many people picked up their pre-orders, didn't really pay attention to anyone else playing or streaming or YouTube or anything, and then you know came to their own conclusion of like, oh, this is not finished, or this is unpolished, or like. I've never played a Pokemon game so buggy or ugly or or, or chunky um, versus like now people it's been three days and if you haven't bought it it's been sorry it's been almost a week uh, I'm, I'm losing track of time uh, <laughs> it, it's been almost a week and obviously the first three days sold 10 million copies now are people on the fence because of that um, and I think we would see that going into Black Friday and going into Christmas of, okay, you sold 10 million copies really fast because you you did have a good PR cycle. You did hype it up. You did add what people wanted. You know, people wanted co-op. People wanted an open world. People wanted to challenge gyms in a specific order. People wanted a better story, which, to be fair, I think they've delivered on the better story, hands down. I think Oh, it's a great story. Yeah, great stories in this game. Absolutely. Like, hands down, one, I think one of the best ones in a while. So they're giving people what they want, and then in return, we're, we're not we're not getting the the quality. Some would argue that the quality's been down for a while, but um, that in, that in itself is like enough to be like, oh, maybe I don't want this game. Uh, I don't know if because Game Freak and the Pokemon Company are and Nintendo are all Japanese companies. I don't know if them saying something would help Mm -hmm. maybe not maybe not so much sales i don't think it would help sales but i think it would put already 
purchased customers at a bit of ease if they're if they're like frustrated and they want to walk away uh or maybe not come back to it i'm not yeah. sure um but there even with the lumio city bug which if you don't remember when when x and y came out there was a bug where if you saved in lumio city it, your game would just never boot back up again you'd be completely locked out everything was bricked you'd lose everything so you would either have to save outside of Lumio City or inside a Pokemon Center in Lumio City, and you'd be fine. And uh, when Twitter was a delightful, okay place, um, that word spread on Twitter, and people knew about it. And obviously, not everyone has Twitter, but you know, mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram, whatever other social medias existed when X and Y was out. Um, <laughs> at least in that case, they could say, "Hey, don't save in the city." And you're good until they fix it. They did fix it. It took about two weeks. Um, it sucked for the people who you know didn't know that or didn't have social media to be able to check. But they never said anything. They just here's here's the fix. In this situation, this affects everyone. There's there's no, like I don't know like I w- I went to uh, one of the bigger cities and I got there and I opened my menu. Wasn't doing anything. I just opened my menu to like check my Pokemon. My game crashed. Like, oh wow. And then another situation, I wasn't actively playing the game for 10 minutes. I had my controller down. I was interacting with my Twitch chat. And then we were having some back and forth dialogue, uh, surprisingly about Twitter. And then I went to pick up my controller (laughs) and again, went to open my menu. My whole game crashed. I'm running autosave, so not that big of a deal. But that can leave a bad taste in somebody's mouth, for sure. Of like... And again, there are are tons of Pokemon fans enjoying this game. (laughs) They're Mm -hmm. loving it myself one of them i can see past that right it's funny because uh somebody was like oh i play the sims i'm just used to the game being broken all the time and i was like oh i had no clue like i'm not in the sims world i didn't know that sims 4 is like constantly broken but as soon as somebody mentioned that all these sims fans can't have a nowhere they're like oh yeah sims is always broken and i was like oh geez i didn't know i thought the sims was a pretty rock solid game and everyone's like are you out of your mind that game's broken every week uh so yeah i i it'd be nice for game freak or pokemon or somebody to be like hey these are the these are the five things we're about to work on expect a patch in a month i think that would go a huge way oh absolutely for sure absolutely but they've never done that the only time i think the they've addressed it was like hey we heard you about the national decks suck it up (laughs) Did they do anything um, during? Um, I'm, I'm trying to remember this. Did they do anything during um, a BDSP? Like, because I remember when, when that game first came out, like there was a bunch mm-hmm. of glitches with that game. Mm-hmm. I don't remember any type of. No, like, they just they just uh, silently no, patched yeah. it. They did okay. Yeah, because okay. that was the, you could you you could tell the patches just by speedrunners, right? Like speedrunners, yeah, like exactly. I, I could get the game done in thirty seconds, and then all they, oh they patched it, so now it's five minutes. Ah, oh, they patched it again, so now it takes like an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I do want to say one quick thing about Scarlet Violet because I know, like, and everything that people are saying, yes, valid criticisms, and we see it. We it's documented on social media. We've we've all here experienced it, and everyone else listening probably has experienced something. I know for me, like for me, the biggest thing I want them to fix, if I had to choose one thing, is just the menu system. Like even just boxes, like just being able to like open up your box and like navigate through your Pokemon and. But people who do even like competitive or, you know, shiny uh, hunting or breeding and like those icons just load really slow. And even that took me by surprise. And 
on a game that I'm not even thinking about, you know, 3D rendering models, walking in a city, um, not, you know, you know, w- you know walking out of like, you know, 4 FPS, but like in a menu system, when you have an icon just popping up in the squares, it takes a long time to do. Um, to me, that's, you know, that's, that's the big thing I want to see fixed. But aside from that, I think this game has, you know, it, it it's gorgeous when it shines. I think it has, uh, to, Steve, you mentioned fantastic music. I did not know this when like you go in different areas of the map, the music changes, but also the battle music changes. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of Pokemon games, you have the same battle music over and over and over again. But in this game, depending on where you are in, like, in the, uh, in, in the region, that battle music changes, and I just love the little touches like that. And you know, the stories are great. Um, I think the Pokemon models are, are there's some really fun ones out there. Um, and some, and uh, so I think there's a lot of good going forward. But again, to your point, I just wish someone just comes out and says, and th- I'll wrap up with this. Uh, I'm also a Digimon fan, and I waited almost three years for a Digimon game to come out on the Switch. The one thing that at least that company did also was they gave updates on twitter to the community say hey the game is delayed because of this or hey we're working on this a a simple post like that on twitter or on the site uh i think will go a long way just to ease people's concerns with um with these new uh generations yeah because there's there's definitely fear that like the question is are we even going to get like you know patches or fixes and i i think the answer is is yes but just the fact that people are asking that question, you know, like just having, ha- just coming out and saying, we know that these things exist, we're working on it. Like, even if they don't put a date on it, like that alone would just go miles, I feel like. I would, of course, like to have, you know, a projected date, but it's not going to change anything. I'm still going to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 tough because, uh, again, I do think they made something special. Um mm-hmm. And I think there is something there, and I don't. I, I I've never thought that Game Freak is a world class, amazing developer. I mean, look at you. You can point to any Pokemon game and be like, "Man, that was broken in this specific way." It, it's funny too. I uh, to end with the th- to end with this whole conversation because we could keep talking about all the issues and stuff. I saw a tweet of somebody saying, "You guys are so upset about how broken." Scarlet and Violet are, but you guys were so happy of how broken Red and Blue was, and y'all are forgetting about missing No, which is true. <laughs> Literally, I, I cannot think of a single kid in uh, Red and Blue came out when I was like 10 or 11. I can't think of a single kid who wasn't like, Juju the missing No glitch, you can go up and down. It destroys your game. Your menu system is broken. You have thousands of Master Balls, but like your pc is out of control um at a certain point yeah it, it was just it, it just brought me back of um yeah you ain't living man without the missing no you're not Come living on. without missing no but no. It, it just kind of it's just funny of how broken all of all of these games have been throughout the years you know like none of the apricorn balls worked in in the johto region when that game came out um in diamond and pearl Every like saving and all anything revolving around save data was incredibly slow and sluggish. And I want to have faith in Game Freak because you look at something that is as bad as Diamond and Pearl. Uh, technically, I know I'm not talking like people love Sinnoh and the Pokemon. I'm not talking mm-hmm. about that. I'm, technically, Diamond and Pearl are terrible. And you look at Platinum, and they did it. 
They like mm-hmm. they they fixed everything technical about that. Well, not everything, but most things of like game runs faster, game runs smoother, saving is better. They added this feature, uh, like the, the even like adding a little back button to the the pokey gear of like, oh, I can go backwards yeah. now. Cool. Like they did it. So hopefully, I look at like, okay, well, you went from you learned your mistakes in 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 Diamond and Pearl, and and you made Platinum, and Platinum is the definite version. I don't want to wait that long though. <laughs> I spent the sixty dollars. Uh, Ten million other people spent sixty dollars. I don't want. I don't want to wait till platinum. I don't want to wait till DLC. I'm okay with you saying, "Hey, DLC was supposed to be June. Now it's going to be August." Cool. Fix it now. Like put everyone, <laughs> take everyone off DLC or whatever you're doing. Put it on this. Put it on this because I want to go into the holidays being like, buy this game. For your significant other, buy this game for your husband, buy this game for your kid, buy this game for your cousin. Like, I want to be able to confidently say that. Um, fix it now. <laughs> get off, get off Gen 10. We need you. We need you to come here now with Gen 9. We gotta fix it. Get off the Gen 5 remake, confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. We already know these stories are better than Gen 5. We got nothing to look forward to anymore. Yeah. Gen 5 people are in shambles. The only thing they had going for them was a good story. This one's a better story. We win. We took we took the W. Sock and throw are not good enough to come back to Gen 5. <laughs> I like Gen 5 a lot. <laughs> <laughs> they are fun there um well let's wrap up the show thank you for listening uh uh we will be back later this week with the the bit mini bonus episodes i hope this was like a nice break uh for you know hey you can listen to something without a terrible amount of spoilers for for scarlet and violet and i hope you had a great holiday weekend uh i was i was going to do um we usually end with twitters but twitter is dying so uh <laughs> uh if you if you want to find bob and bev i'll put what they prefer in the show notes um uh thank you guys for being on uh if you want to follow uh just the pod the podcast in general um youtube uh and if you're watching on youtube uh like comment subscribe all that stuff oh uh tell me which pokemon you would want to be a squishmallow how about that that that's a that's i like that which poke in the comments which pokemon you would you like to be a squishmallow um YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitch, PKMNCST, all of that. Uh, shout out to the patrons. Uh, thank you for breaking our, our, our record for the most patrons ever. Um, this has been... Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are... Super effective. Super squishy. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Belly Bolt is made for Squishmallow. Just saying. This podcast is brought to you by Patreon. If you would like to support our show and what we do here, you can head over to patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. A huge shout out to our producers who support our show, starting with Jessica K, Matthew, Sean, Stephen, Anthony, Brian, Gray, Josh, Casey, Catherine, Bovine, Nate, Ryan, and Stuart. 
and a huge shout out to our executive producers of Brady and Spencer. Thank you so much for supporting our show. We'll be back next week. If you too would like to support our show, you can head over to patreon.com slash PKMNCAST, and we will see you guys next time.